My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey you, welcome to episode 116. I'm very glad that you listened to this podcast. If this is your first one, welcome to the family. You can join us on our online spaces, on Instagram, we're at Legally Clueless Podcast. On Twitter, just use the hashtag Legally Clueless. The link to our Insta page is in the show notes. We also have a YouTube channel where every Friday a new episode goes out, video episode. (laughs) We have an awesome video series ongoing and the link to the YouTube channel is in the show notes as well. Really excited about the story you're going to listen to in this episode. I feel like whenever it's a story by one of you, a story that came into the Legally Clueless hotline, it just really warms my heart because it means this podcast is a space that not only I can feel comfy in, but you can as well. So that's why I'm excited about this story. It's by Mumbi. Listen to this. She calls me and asks me, where are you? And I'm like, I've just done one eyebrow. (laughs) The Uber arrives after around 10 minutes. I get to the car. He's smiling at me. Since he was an old man, I felt in such a safe space and we're ready to start the journey. Since I didn't know where it is, I always have my Google Maps on. My Google Maps was showing me that when we arrived at the main road, we were supposed to turn left. So when we reached at the gate, shock on me, we turned right. Since I'm a positive-minded person, I was asking myself, okay, maybe he's trying to avoid jam. I'm blinking all of a sudden now. We are not even in the main road. We're in a bumpy Maram road. Now I don't understand where we are going. So that story is coming up a little later in this episode. However, I do hope that you've had a fantastic week full of peace. Honestly, (laughs) I feel like that's like the most important thing. Like if you have a foundation of peace around you, you can build up to happiness, you can build up to joy and everything. Peace first. (laughs) Um, On my end, I did write some poetry this week, which is amazing. Actually, just yesterday is when I did most of my writing. I wouldn't say I had writer's block, but I had watched this live poetry special by Rupi the Poet. A very good friend of mine actually like ensured that I watched it and and that meant so much to me. And then I watched it and it was amazing. It blew my mind. And so I couldn't write because my head was just like bursting with ideas for like three weeks straight. (laughs) But yeah, yesterday I got to writing, which was absolutely amazing. And I also wanted to share this app that my friend shared with me. It's the notebook app, but it's by who? Wait, 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 wait. I think it's just called Notebook, but it's... I'm just actually trying to get the actual name because if you search Notebook, I'm pretty sure you'll find so many. But this particular one is awesome. Okay, so when you search it in your App Store or your Play Store, it's Notebook by... Hey man, where's that info? It's by Zoho Corporation. It's really great. You can have it on your phone and your desktop. And it's a place where you can drop ideas So I dropped my poetry ideas there. Now, please listen to me talking like I've been using it for 10 years. Literally, I've been using it for (laughs) two days. 
but I shifted all my poetry ideas there, although I still have my tiny book where I jot down ideas for poetry pieces. You can sync it. So when you're on your laptop and an idea comes to you, you can jot it down there. If you're out and about and you only have on your phone, you can jot an idea down on this app on your phone. You can, which I really love, record your ideas. Because sometimes for me, the ideas are coming so fast in my head <laughs> that words can't keep up. So yeah, you can do that as well. It's really awesome. Actually, if I find a link to it, I'll put a link to the specific app in the show notes just so that it can help you structure your thoughts, your ideas. If you also write, it's a pretty dope thing as well. Again, I've just used it for two days, <laughs> but I really love it. I really love it. So I had to share. Last thing I want to talk about before we jump into song of the week is healing. Oh, and how not linear healing is. I think this is something that I haven't touched on much on this podcast, but it's the bit around healing where you have to do an audit of yourself and some of the things that you do or behaviors that you have that are not beneficial. Most of the times we focus on healing from traumas that have been inflicted on us, but sometimes we have those behaviors that are problematic. And that's something that with time that I've had to do through therapy is just, you know, shine a light on some behaviors that I have that are just need to die. <laughs> and I really thought that I was making progress with one of my problematic behaviors. I, I really thought that I'd grown past it. And then this week I realized that not that I hadn't made progress, but I found myself in a situation where this behavior that I hate of mine, it looked like exactly how it did seven years ago, actually specifically seven years ago. And I was just like, hold up. I thought we've been, I've done everything I'm meant to do. I'm in therapy. I do the homework. I've been trying to, to, I don't have the word, so I'm just going to use rectify, but to rectify this particular behavior. And when it appeared this week, looking as intact as it did seven years ago, like after seven years of intentional healing, it still looked the same. Eh? I was just like, wait, not much has changed. Like, have I made progress? Like, is the problem me? Like, what's really happening here? But I had to remember, like healing, growth and progress, it, it's not linear. And sometimes going back to the beginning, I don't know, it's not regressing. Like there's still something to learn from that bit. Which, of course, is, okay, so this behavior still pops up. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge if it hurts those around you or affects them negatively. Acknowledge it with them and keep working at it. Like, don't just be like, hey, that's just how I am and whatever. Keep working at it. I think at the very bottom of it all, living a full life will need you to be free. And healing is just one way to freedom. Okay, let's jump into the song of the week. <laughs> <laughs> things got pretty heavy and deep there for a second. I am so happy I rediscovered the song because I'd forgotten how much I loved it. It is Kenyan R&B classic. The name of the song is Tiedero and it's by Mercy Myra. Her vocals are out of this world. Whew. And the song is in Luo. But what's really awesome about music, Luo is my ancestral language. But what's dope about music is that even if you don't understand what she's saying, you understand the vibes. <laughs> and I'm sure you'll vibe with it. I remember the first time that I met Mercy Myra, she was coming on a radio show I was hosting at the time as a guest. And I was shitting bricks because I'm like, this woman is royalty. Like, 
what? And I remember she arrived with flowers for me. We'd never met. I think we'd only talked here and there, maybe on Twitter or, or Instagram. Like if I played a song of hers or something like that. But she arrived with flowers. And let me tell you, I tried to keep those flowers alive for like <laughs> weeks. Because I was just like, these are flowers from Mercy Mara. Ah. So I've put a link to the song in the show notes. And it's actually, speaking of it being in a different language, it's a link that has translations of what she's singing. So you will actually understand the song. I love it so much. So glad I refound it. And that's why I'm sharing it with you. So let's jump into 100 African stories. In this story, Mumbi shares about a very scary cab ride. 100 African stories on Legally Clueless. Stories from Africa. Lynette Mombi and I live in Nairobi, Kenya and I study at the University of Multimedia in Kenya around Rongai. Uh, most of you know it's full of baboons, it's more wildlife <laughs> and that's where my story started. So I was in my room and I was preparing to go visit my sister in Catholic University. She is not in university, she's actually in high school. She studies at Precious Blood, Viruta, and she had been invited by world scholars to debate to have a debate and so that's where she had gone to do her debate and so she really wanted me to go there and see her and as the first point <laughs> I went I was supposed to go so she calls me using someone else's phone and asks me where are you and I'm like I've just done one eyebrow <laughs> I'll be there. I promise the sun will not set <laughs> until I get there. So a friend, a family friend of ours calls me. Her daughter was also there and she asked me if I need transport. She could come for me. And I told her no. I had already have my own transport because my parents had sent me over money and plus I'm an independent woman so <laughs> as an independent woman I just want to go by myself <laughs> so yeah I declined uh, graciously and she was okay fine then so I called the uber uh the uber arrives after around 10 minutes and I get to the car and he's smiling at me and I I was like, yay, positive vibes everywhere. Today's a good day. <laughs> and so I've used Uber many times before that. And, you know, the drivers are usually serious. Uh, sometimes they mama a thing or two, but, you know, it's just a quiet drive to and from. So to see this Uber driver, you know, smiling at me, looking so jovial and such a good mood, you know, I just felt this a sign from above. It's just going to be a good day. You know, I smiled back at him, you know. <laughs> and so, you know, since he was an old man, I was like, wow, he's such a kind person, you know. 
I have nothing but respect for this man. He is almost the age of my uncle. Actually, he quite resembled my uncle, if I'm not wrong. And so, yeah, I felt in such a safe space and we're ready to start the journey. Since I didn't know Catholic University, where it was specifically, I just knew it was around the area because we have so many neighboring universities, Cooperative University, African Nazarene. I just knew it was around the area. I just didn't know where exactly? Uh, since I didn't know where it is, I always have my Google Maps on. Whenever I don't know where I'm going, I always have my Google Maps on. And so I turned it on after the pleasantries, you know, he asked me, hello, where are you going? And I told him Catholic University and he said, okay, let's start the journey. And so my Google Maps was showing me that when we arrived at the main road, uh, towards the gate, we were supposed to turn left. So when we reached at the gate, shock on me, we turned right. And so immediately my Google Maps turned red because when you go to the right direction, it is usually blue. I don't know if anyone has ever noticed. It's usually blue. So when it turns red, and no red is for danger. Now I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> what is happening? And so I thought my Google Maps was the one which was wrong. So I turned off my data and I checked whether my data is enough. It is enough. I had one GB. I turned on the Google Maps again and we are still in the wrong direction. <laughs> and that's when it hit me, by the way, this is not good. <laughs> I have to figure out something. And so I relaxed. And uh, since I'm a positive-minded person, I was asking myself, okay, maybe he's trying to avoid jam. Maybe there's a shortcut. I mean, everything is going to be okay. I just need to calm down. <laughs> and so I suddenly... I uh, remembered how people like are being kidnapped, like in Britain. And I decided, you know what? I'm not going to ask anything. As much as I have all these questions in my mind, I'm not going to ask anything. I just have to be strategic. And so I check my Google Maps once again, and uh, my eyes are not deceiving me. You know, I wear contact lenses and... Uh, <laughs> As much as I'm blind, I have them on, like, we are in the wrong direction. Like, literally, like, the school, my destination is on the left side, and we are literally on the right side. And now we are taking corners, you know, we are taking corners all of a sudden, but we are in the wrong direction for sure i'm blinking all of a sudden now we are not even in the main road okay we're in a bumpy maram road you know and now i don't understand where we are going okay so i see a billboard for african nazarene it's a small board and it's written african nazarene uh one kilometer away something like that and now it hits me paris <laughs> paris is my good friend <laughs> We have been friends for six, seven years. Uh, she's my best friend. And so I decided to call her. And I'm like, why had I not thought about this? So I pick up my phone and I call her immediately. And I'm like, I hope she picks up. Because if she doesn't pick up now, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> 
she better pick up. You know those memes you see in your phone. If you are told to die today, who will you call? <laughs> who will you call? I was like, Paris better pick up this phone. <laughs> so I called Paris and uh, I go, hello. And she's like, hello. But she, she took long before she picked up. And I, I was almost crying, but she did at the end. <laughs> and so I told her, okay, so I just seen your school and I thought about you and I decided to call you. And I was headed to Catholic University and I didn't know they were so close. You know, I had to accelerate. <laughs> I had to project my voice <laughs> so, that, so that the driver knows, by the way, I'm not foolish. <laughs> I'm not foolish. I know you're taking me to the wrong direction. And she's like, no, Catholic University is literally opposite direction to our school. It's towards Galeria, not towards this other side. It's called Masai Lodge. So it's not towards Masai Lodge. It's towards Galeria, which is totally different direction, opposite east and west opposite <laughs> and now i had to project my voice and act shocked i was like really it's the other side oh my god so you're telling me <laughs> you're telling me i'm in the wrong direction <laughs> and now she was like wondering why am i projecting my voice i don't know if she asked herself such question but all I know is she asked me, what's up? Where are you going? Why are you going to Catholic University? And now I told her, okay, I'm, I'm going to see my sister. She's literally waiting for me. <laughs> and I'm already late. <laughs> so I don't know what is happening. I was supposed to go there and see her perform, do her debate stuff, also in debate, you know, and encourage her. But now I'm late and I'm in the Uber. And so she told me, okay, uh, tell the Uber driver you're in the wrong direction. <laughs> and so when you get there, and I'm like, yeah, I will most certainly tell you when I get there. <laughs> uh, so during... Uh, this conversation, this whole conversation, the Uber driver was acting very serious. Ah, she, you know, when I said in the beginning, he was smiling, he was jovial. And now suddenly there was this like somber mood because he was serious all through this phone call. And I could obviously tell he was eavesdropping, which to me was a good thing because I wanted him to know, you know, if anything happens, people already know. So at this point, this was my saving grace. So I could tell like he was listening. And immediately after that phone call, he gave out a weird laugh. And he was like, oh, 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 we're in the wrong direction. Oh, I thought it was this way. <laughs> And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> really? I mean, okay, you thought now <laughs> it's time we stop thinking and just use Google Maps <laughs> because we are in the wrong direction. But I was like, yeah, it seems we're in the wrong direction. I think we should turn. Maybe you should look at your maps. What is it telling you? Because Uber driver, usually they have the maps on their phones, right? He takes a U-turn. Uh, at that point, we had uh, reached at a police station. I think it was Ongotarongai police station or something. It was a, like a police station. We were towards a police station. So he took a U-turn. And immediately he took a U-turn. We went back to the main road. We went like within two seconds. We were in the university. And, you know, for a person who doesn't know where that place is, usually you'd expect 
him to ask for help like let's do this together so what does the map say like he didn't even look at the map he didn't look anywhere else he just took a u-turn and went to the right destination so all this time i'm at the back of the car like shocked at the speed at everything the accuracy in which we got the next destination all of a sudden <laughs> and we get there and i'm numb i'm just happy to be alive and i get out of the car as fast as possible i left him apologizing for taking me to the wrong direction but for me i was running running for my life <laughs> this was a second chance to me given by god i had no time <laughs> to say goodbye <laughs> i ran <laughs> after running uh like a chicken i'm not good at running i hate physical activities <laughs> after what seemed like a failed attempt at running I stand still and, uh, you know, my adrenaline was now coming down and I was now coming back to my senses and I had to like tell myself, you know what, you're safe now. You need to calm the hell down. And, you know, people are looking at me weird. And so I so a man he was cleaning the paveway and i told him okay can you direct me to the world scholars event and he told me okay it's that way he showed me the direction but he was like hey you're sweating when you where have you come from <laughs> i'm like i'm sweating i've just taken an uber <laughs> i've taken an uber here <laughs> wow uh, i'll just pass by the bathroom are there bathrooms there you know, he literally took me there. I think he could tell, like, I'm not okay. So he took me there. I went to the bathroom, powdered myself a little bit so that my face can look less oily because of the sweat. And now I came out and, you know, I told myself I had to pretend everything was okay. This is not the time or the place to tell my sister these things. So I'll just tell her, you know, another time. I get there. And I called my sister because I didn't want to go inside. I don't know what was happening inside. So I called my sister and I tell her, you know, I'm outside. And, you know, when she came outside, I was so happy to see her, you know. It could have been the last time we talked. I encouraged her. She was having culture shock because they were all Indians and whites. <laughs> and so I had to tell her, you can also do it. <laughs> tell these people. <laughs> Show these people what you made of. <laughs> and after all that talk, it was time to call an Uber again. <laughs> and she's like, okay, so call an Uber. And I'm like, ah, I will. No, I want to make sure you go. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you go first. <laughs> and then she's like, Quinny, what's wrong? What's happening? Just call the Uber. I need to make sure I check the number plate and everything. Like, that's what we do. So I'm like, okay, fine. Let me call the Uber. <laughs> and now my hands are shaking. Oh my God, this is not me. <laughs> and I realized, by the way, after university, I just need to buy a car because this is not it. This is not the life. 
I tried to leave. I was scared. I was scared. I don't know if she noticed, but I'm very good at hiding my feelings, especially around my sister. She's the last born and I'm the first born. So you don't want to show any signs of weakness, you know. So I called the Uber and I picked the one that was a little bit far because you might call the closest Uber and it's him again. So you don't want that. (laughs) You want... You want another person to to come for you. So I called the Uber. You know, I took a whole five minutes studying the face just to make sure it's not him. It's not the same person that took me in the university. And uh, after those many clarifications and forcing myself to take this Uber and, you know, to pretend I'm okay. Uh, the Uber came to 15 minutes and went in the car. I said goodbye to my sister. Uh, she went back in and we started uh, the journey back to the university. I turned my Google Maps on as much as I knew where the university was. We're not taking any chances this time. <laughs> my Google Maps was on. I made sure it was blue. Ooh, and I, <laughs> I even turned the voice on so that the uber driver can know i have my google maps on and the google assistant went turn left (laughs) yes i have my google maps on it's working (laughs) and so on my way back to school i couldn't help but think about you know how love is a powerful thing you know because i'm sure if I didn't see my sister that day. She would have been mad, mad. And then she would be like, why didn't she come, you know? Only to find out something had happened to me, you know? What I got from this situation is to always express this feeling. So whenever you you can find time to spend with your family, please do it. You don't know that will be the last time. Uh, When I arrived at the university safely, I got back to the room in my hostel. I used to live inside the school. And, you know, I said goodbye to the Uber Uber driver. He was kind, you know. The minute I got to my room, my Uber driver was like, great, the Uber drivers. (laughs) So I'm like, what's the need of rating the first one? (laughs) Anyway, I rated them accordingly. I sat down and I just had, you know, a moment of silence. And, you know, I'm a Christian, so I had to pray and thank God, you know, for the safe journey. And I immediately went to Google and researched for different routes to Catholic University because (laughs) I'm not the type to judge fast. Maybe, maybe I was just giving this man, you know, hope to redeem himself because, these things, you know, you watch BBC Africa and you see how people, you know, child trafficking and all these things and you just never realize how close they are to you. And it feels almost alien and it feels almost impossible for it to happen to you, especially as an adult. So I googled and there was just this main road to use the main road there was nowhere you're going to pass through marans or something like that i don't know about now maybe they built that maram road to connect to catholic but no i didn't see it and now it actually hit me that you know maybe something bad could have happened to me at that moment i made a promise to myself that 
I will always make the best out of the time I have with my loved ones. I called my mom <laughs> and I told her, you know, uh, and she was like, did you see your sister? I'm like, yes, it was a miracle. <laughs> I haven't told her that story until date because I don't want to, again, startle her. There was a time she left her phone in an Uber. So, like, her phone was almost stolen. So, that's another story. Now, adding to this and tell her by the way, I now I was almost stolen by the same Uber <laughs> that almost stole your phone. So, I didn't tell her. But I just told her, you know, Miram is fine. Miram is my sister. She's doing fine. She's doing great. That night, I I like to journal, okay? And I used to have a physical journal book, but my sister found it and read it and she didn't like what she read. So now I have uh, <laughs> a digital one. <laughs> so I typed down how I felt that day, uh, how scared I was. I, you know, my mom had always told me, you know, not to go with an Uber alone. And, you know, surprisingly, as I look back, everything that I've ever been told by my mom and I do the opposite, something happens. <laughs> I don't know what type of witchcraft <laughs> African parents have on their children <laughs> when it was tragic. <laughs> So at the end of journaling, I just wrote, you know what, we are done disobeying our parents. <laughs> and I listened to one of your podcasts, actually. I don't think if it was a podcast of a or a YouTube channel on apps that make you feel better, like Shine, Fabulous. I downloaded all of them. <laughs> All of them, because I was so scared to even sleep alone. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what if I sleep and don't wake up? <laughs> or I have nightmares of how I could have been kidnapped and sold as a slave. <laughs> you know, all these thoughts that come through your mind. Okay, so I specifically loved Fabulous uh, because every time you achieve something, it's like, yay, you got this. <laughs> that night, I did sleep with the lights on. I was waking up after every five minutes. I just felt like uncomfortable. But I kept uh, listening. I had earphones on, so I kept listening to, you know, soft music. Just, I love love L-A-U-V, a musician. Yeah, he has very soft music. So you just listen to it. And um, I almost fell asleep. Then I wake up again. And then I sleep again. And then I wake up again. <laughs> Until the next morning. The next morning, I, I was okay. Because, okay, I woke up. I have affirmations that I read every morning before meditating of course so I make sure I wake up earlier than my roommate at times so that's when I meditate I don't look weird <laughs> like what is this guy doing <laughs> not many of my age mates meditate I woke up early did a little bit of meditation affirmations you know today is going to be a good day okay today we're not taking an Uber today. We're staying in school. <laughs> so today is going to be a good day. You're going to have a good day. You're going to have peace of mind. You deserve it. Okay. You know, I stayed in the school, but school gets boring and your mind gets idle. And you know, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. And all these things kept replaying. And so, you know what? I decided I'll just go out. Okay and just go out have fun and then come back but i'm taking public transport i'm taking matatu to be specific <laughs> 
I'm taking public transport. And so Nairobi, especially Rungai, it is known for having these rowdy public vehicles. It's been so long, I've forgotten the name, <laughs> but they're usually buses with graffiti all over them. And they have these rowdy touts. <laughs> and so I felt comfortable in that space. Like it was 10 times better than... <laughs> Being alone with a stranger and not, know, and not knowing where you're going. So I went to this place, Nairobi. Uh, it's a place for ice cream and waffles in Nairobi. And I just had ice cream and I googled. Um, I wanted to start a business on clothing, which I already have. It's called Element Store in Instagram. And so... I, at that time, I was just Googling. I was scared how to start it. And I always carry my notebook. So I took the time. And that ambience was so good. I took that time to write down all these business strategies, business plans. And now my mind was busy and occupied. And it felt so good to actually come out of it. And after I'd written all this, this, all these things down and listened to a few podcasts about business. And I even opened that Instagram page and deleted it after feeling insecure after two seconds. <laughs> I was clueless. <laughs> and so it was going back and forth, back and forth. But then I felt so good. It felt so good. My mom calls me every day. When I'm in the university, <laughs> she called me and she told me, how are you feeling today? And I was like, you know, I don't know about today because today has not yet ended. <laughs> but right now I feel so good. I was researching. I didn't tell her what specifically I was researching on because I don't want her seeing as if I'm not concentrating on my studies. <laughs> so she told me, uh, she gave me a Bible verse as usual. And, you know, it was in somewhere in the book of Psalms. And I was like, yes, hallelujah. And after that, I went back to school. Now my friends were calling me to go for dinner at around 6 after I went back to school at around 7 p.m. And now I felt it was too dark. And all these things started coming back to me once again. Like, now it's, it's in the dark. This Uber driver can come and snatch you. <laughs> Out of nowhere, it comes back and goes away. But it's been almost a year now and it gets better, you know. And it is these experiences in life that we look back and, you know, laugh about it a little bit. Maybe this is the story I'm going to tell my kids. I tell them, if I ever see anyone ready at Uber alone. <laughs> Within this year, I have used an Uber several times, actually. And I just always have my Google Maps on. It gets easier because I had to tell myself there are good people in this world. If your time to die has not yet come, there's absolutely nothing that can happen to change that. Um, like I said earlier in this podcast, I'm a very positive-minded person. Uh, the next time I took an Uber, after that experience, you know, after that day, well, I do say a short prayer because <laughs> it happened. We can't pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> it happened. So, <laughs> and I was like, okay, God, I know I started praying after this experience, but <laughs> you have to understand me. I'm human. <laughs> So I take a short prayer, you know, I say a short prayer whenever 
I take an Uber and I always make sure to take the number plate and to have my Google Maps on whether or not I know where I'm going. Even if it's the neighbor's place, I will turn on the Google Maps <laughs> with immediate effect. It's the first thing I do. So, and when I get there safely, I also like, wow, thank you, God. <laughs> I later told my sister about it. We laughed it off, but I told her with the essence that I always want you to keep this at the back of your mind because, you know, as the firstborn, you're always told, you're your sister's keeper. And when I was young, I was thought, okay, so I'm supposed to keep her inside my pocket. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this baby? Like, <laughs> But as I grew up, you get to understand better what it pertains so i tell my sister some of these stories you know just to indirectly educate her so i told her and you know we laughed it off and the one who laughed aimlessly by the way just to you know make it a laughable story because i didn't want her to get scared but i wanted her to know that these things happen it's real you know it's not like in news like you hear people have been kidnapped people have been found dead in a ditch people have been and you think that that could never be me i mean as if you're <laughs> your god i mean it can never be me <laughs> so <laughs> i just wanted her to know indirectly that these things happen you know so i never told my friend paris what happened and i never told my mom as well but i made sure to tell my sister because it could happen to her she's still in high school she has a long way to go she wants to go to harvard she wants to become a doctor so she'll be out there she needs to know that these things happen so that's the main reason i shared with her catch more african stories in the next episode of legally clueless I am so thankful to Moby for first sharing her story demo and then sharing her story. And it's, her energy is so good. It's just <laughs> so good. I really enjoyed recording that story. And even though she's laughing, this is a profound story because it shares a real fear that, you know, as women, we go through whenever we're in a cab. I know I've automatically set the cab app that I use to immediately share my ride with my partner. And even more than that, because I'm anal about my security, is that when, let's say I'm taking a cab back home, Fal will come downstairs. We live in an apartment block, so he comes downstairs to the gate to get me. And it's just because I think once there was a cab guy who was really agitated that I didn't um, have the exact amount and he didn't have change. And I was just like, <sighs> you know, in those moments and many times women have to do this, you have to be so selective with your words because you're trying not to get the guy angry because of how it could turn out for you. So you can't really speak your mind. You kind of have to like buckle. So I have... <laughs> Val comes downstairs to the gate, imagine, just to make sure even that payment process is okay because my cab app is not linked to my card or anything. Um, so I completely identified with all her emotions during, you know, while she was sharing this story. It's our lived reality. Also, obviously I cannot identify with this, but there was that slight theme of being a firstborn. So I'm a lastborn, but I see it a lot online and sometimes I kind of have to like think about my elder sister, Anne-Marie, who's been on the podcast a couple of episodes ago and just think, okay, what did she have to stomach 
for Amanda and I. I don't know if it's an African thing, but like firstborns are like expected to be deputy parents. And most times it's very, very unfair. So that kind of came out a bit in her story. And I thought, oh, that's that's interesting. I hope you liked the story, though, as I do a whole dissection of it <laughs> and present my thesis to you. Remember, you can share your story on this podcast. All you have to do is either record a one minute story demo and send that via whatsapp to the legally clueless hotline which is plus two five four seven six eight six two eight seven nine zero the number is in the show notes or you could fill out our very simple podcast form again the link to that is in the show notes so i just listened to the episode that was posted this past monday and i really just want to thank you for that particular episode because it's so relatable i could really relate to diana's story and i feel like most of that you know childhood experience uh have just like found their way into my adulthood and i'm still struggling but i'm glad she talked to a therapist and she's okay i just hope someday soon i'll be able to like afford a therapist and see someone and talk to someone because i so badly want to deal with the trauma i've had to go through because of the things i've seen my dad do and the things that you know my mom has gone through so yeah i just i really want to thank you for that episode because it was so nice to listen to someone like put my experience in words when i couldn't thank you so much for listening to the podcast a and for sending that wonderful voice note to the hotline i'm really glad that you can identify and even see yourself in some of the stories that are on this podcast because it then makes you feel less alone and maybe you can even pick up a few tips on solutions on how to navigate what it is that you're battling right so yeah thank you so much and thanks for listening to this episode to the very end remember new audio episodes go out every monday and on our video series new episodes for this season are out every friday morning and this podcast plays on trace radio in kenya so if you go to trace radio radio.co.ke you can be able to get a list of the frequencies and you can catch legally clueless there every monday and wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m and every friday at 12 noon that's it for this episode of legally clueless you can share this podcast with your friends you can keep it for yourself i'm not judging just make sure you're here next week for the next episode